leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. We are back with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome cybersecurity, helping awesome folks get into the cybersecurity field and helping leaders hire great talent. Now, I am on with a real deal celebrity here. Amir Vincent. Say hi to everybody, Amir. How you doing, everybody? So Amir, so I met Amir. This has been a long time coming. Amir is going to talk to us about how he went from the military, like many of you, into getting a record deal then into getting into to getting uh, his uh, his degree in cyber and then getting his first opportunity and his second opportunity. So Amir, talk to us about how you broke into the industry. Um, you know what it was? It was pretty, if, if it wasn't like one thing, it was, it was a sequence of events, I would say. So um, after I got out the military, I came back home to New York and I was um, actually working in the barbershop, right? So I was cutting hair. Um, and I, I ended up meeting uh, most people know, you know, at this time, he's a legend at that point, C.L. Smooth from the group P-Rock and C.L. Smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.L. Smooth, my cousin, I had did a record with Erica Badu. Somehow, my, it was a remix by this kid, Jason. Jason Panucci had put up, say, he worked for a company called Soundtree. Right. During my military lunch breaks, I would go record. Right. But it wasn't anything like, oh, God, let me go get a deal. It was kind of like more therapeutic. I wasn't looking to. uh, It was really from a place of uh, it was just super, a super genuine spot for me. So it was and like I said, it's definitely therapeutic. So I would record during lunch, come back, you know, and over the years, you know, a couple of years, it starts to progressively, you progressively get better. I had some records I had stashed. I came back home. I was in a barbershop. My cousin played the record for this guy. And next thing you know, I was downtown at Urban Plaza in New York City with the Roots and uh, these two guys. Um, and a couple months later, I was on the road or whatever with them. Came back, um, they're doing spot dates, and then I went on the road with AZ. So after, and you know, I'm younger at that time. So you're talking about almost 10 years ago. And, and so you're, I, like, you're like a teenager. Yeah, I was pretty much coming out the Army like in the early 20s. Early okay. 20s. Okay. And, so, you know, now, um, and these guys are on the downside of their career. I mean, as far as like they had already, it was on their march towards, like, like I would say, iconic or legendary status. Um, and I just became a student, but it wasn't just the music. It was the business of how things work. It was kind of my first time under, getting a real understanding from guys like Eddie F and um, Damian Blyden and, and guys that have been executives in the game for like 10, 20 years, which mm-hmm. gave me that. And I say that for a reason because I'm a tight end. 
So when I saw that, it was like, this is just not, you know, some rapidly rap thing. You jump on the stage and jump around and make noise. It's a, there's a business to this that is very lucrative if you learn, you know, and my thing. So when we was on tour and we was moving around, I never sat on the bus with the artists. I would sit on the bus on the, in the van with the execs and read books because I didn't put, partake in some of the things that these guys did on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned the game from the executives and that's what kind of pushed me towards school. It was like, yo, you need to go to school and you know, you know, I know this is cool, but there's no have a backup. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, you don't want to hear that in the beginning. Like, no, whatever. <laughs> you ain't have a backup. You're telling me to have one for, right? So, right. So then after. But these that, are the execs. So you're yeah. on the tour bus. So you're. I got off the tour bus and I rode with the, in the van with the execs because they didn't. It, was, it wasn't a lot of, you know, let's say uh, rock and roll things going on. On, <laughs> right. on, that, on, that, on that particular. It was detox. It was no. Smoke in the air. It was no, no right. water on. You know, whatever. Right, right, so right. I, I, I like that better. It was chill. You get to, the music is jazz playing. It's smooth. Everything is cool. You know, we have enough time for all that other stuff later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely, you know, and it took a liking to me. Yeah, and, and you know, and you know, so they would always like if some opportunities came up, they would throw me a pass. And around that time, I had started to learn the internet. Mm-hmm. This is where the computer thing comes into play, right? So now, mm-hmm. you know, music was making the transition from into uh, the digital landscape. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of labels at the time didn't understand how to use these digital platforms. They were pretty um in their infant stages, and they was a, a very resistant towards, you know, what some of these platforms would and could do. This is what it, they didn't see the value in it, and because they didn't see the value in it at the time, what happened is that. Um, it became like the wild, wild west for creativity. So you started to see a bunch of like blogs pop up and before the playlist came, you had the blogs, you had the, and, 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 and platforms like the MySpaces and then you had the Twitter, then you had the IGs come along. And I remember some of these guys, um, the 30 and the 30 Mozzie Casaroni and some of these guys that were into building these things from uh, outside and uh, let's say Tech Valley would hit me and ask me to do testing, like, but I didn't know it was testing at the time. Instead of me, because you play with the application. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know what I was doing at the time with smoke testing. Right. I would play with it and call them on the phone. Like, I ain't like this. I like this. I think people going to. And I didn't know that people got paid to do that. Right. Right. And I did that for a few companies. I remember Ustream in its infant stages. They gave me a channel. Uh, and we was doing that for those guys. I remember... Uh, but a lot of the, those things that I got, I got through Mazi Casaroni. And for people that know him, he became one of the 30 and the 30. Of, I mean, he dropped out of school at 15, 14. He was making more than his teachers in Silicon Valley. Who is that? Mazi Casaroni? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you his information. And then he helped the guys with the company called Rap Genius, which is now Genius. Okay. Um. So a lot of these guys were building blogs and, you know, and I started to see it shifting. But I didn't, I had my finger in it but not my hand it was kind of like yo I was cool because I was on the other side of it I'm trying to learn the artistic side and be a voice but the tech part was my vehicle to be heard because I didn't have necessarily the the, the money that big companies were pushing but I learned something that they didn't learn yet Mm -hmm. so then before you know it you had executives from different labels calling me to come up to have meetings with them such as not this but in this type of fashion one-on-one and ask me how did I get this look and how did I how did I do this? And me being um not not as much, I would say not as mature in the business, I would just tell them because I thought everybody knew this. 
Right. They took notes. And then before you know it, when artists are rolling out, they were doing the same exact rollout that I was doing with no money. Wow. Which now that same template is being used by artists to this very day. There's mm. plenty of plenty of evidence that will support my statement. Um, and so people were like, why you keep telling them things? I'm like, bro, I thought everybody knew this. So now, you know, I'm in between, I end up getting a deal. They took me up there to meet, um, well, uh, Tracy Waples and took me up there to meet Jay. I took a shirt to, to Tracy Waples and that's when Jay-Z was at, what you call it at the time, they took me up there to meet Jay. When they took me in the office, talked to Jay, I talked to Jay for about 30 minutes about fashion, music, and technology. And then he asked me for, um, did I have any, uh, like a portfolio to leave him? I said, no. So I gave him um, some stuff he had on the CD that he could look at, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So as I'm, as I'm doing that, I'm kind of like, in my head, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and he said, I'm going to see you again. By the time I left out that building, I had 13 missed phone calls before I got to the, f- the first floor. But and like maybe a month later, I had a deal with Tommy Boy and Warner Brothers. Wow. Um, but they signed me probably because Jay spoke to me. Let's be real. Because, But then again, I had also been on MTV too, at MTV at the time. And we did all of this from the internet. Right. So because I did this from the internet, what happened was now my buzz is starting. Like me and my friend made a mixtape in his mother's basement. Yeah. Two months, two months later, we were on TV and they asked me how I do it. I'm like, no, we was in the, we was in the house playing. Like we had fun. It wasn't, we didn't have an aim, but then all of these events started to just, right. Right. Around the same so, I mean, time. What, what, around what year is this? So when you went in and you met Jay-Z and you ended up on MTV and all that stuff. You, you're looking at around 2000, I'm going to say 10. Okay. 2010. 11. So about 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. No, I'm lying. 11, 12, because 11, 12, which is when I started Fordham, right? So this is around 2011, 12. How you doing, brother? And so around around that time, what happened for me was it was important because it, I wasn't just focused on just trying to be an artist with with no with nothing else to 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 offer anybody because I started to see it's like being an engineer and, and like, even with technology. You have this civil war going on. You have tech technology people and you have business people when you're inside these corporate buildings that are almost at war with each other quietly because technologists feel like the right. business people don't know what they're talking about and business side don't feel like you don't know how to do business. You just know how to fix things or build things. And that's not necessarily true. There was right. a new breed of people coming. And I represent some of that 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 wave that was coming, that people that know how to be creative and understood the technical side of how to build things and what people were actually using for. So it just so happened this vehicle for me was through the creative side of music, but still I was learning technology, but I didn't know that the principles I was learning could be applied in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. I just thought it could be only applied for certain apps or certain, you know, me and my friends playing around doing goofy stuff on the internet. We didn't see how big this thing was going to get. We never had any idea that, you know, um, you have a guy like, say, for instance, like the Terry Gaskins or these type of guys would like call me back at this time. Like people that I see this, right? You know, actually, you know, became, you know, friends over the years. And, um, and Amir, for the people who don't know these names, these are music executives. Now, these guys are what is in music. I mean, because at the time, also, and I'm, I hate name dropping, these are all facts. My brother, my brother at the time had built Floyd Mayweather's uh, MayweatherWorld.com. So mm-hmm. around that time, mm-hmm. Brother uh, Success J, we were working on some of the tech platforms for Floyd. 
I was kind of the guy in the background helping them out and we did X, Y, Z. So now because they knew those relationships, a lot of these other things, people would try to get with us because they knew that he was helping with that, but they knew he wasn't doing it by himself. So now we have one of the world's biggest athletes, you know, despite some of his, um, his public, uh, let's say, displays of whatever it may be that people have their opinions about. But as far as the business side and the technical side, MayweatherWorld.com and et cetera, that's how we started to leverage the relationships to get other things done. So mind you, we did some, some guys from around the way that really didn't. We just, but now I'm starting to understand the business. But if I knew then what I knew now, I would probably, I would have took it, I would apply a different kind of pressure. Yeah. So now we had the dealers on the table. I went back, I signed over to Tommy Boy and Warner Brothers. Um, uh, Rosie Lopez signed me. I didn't have a manager. She said, how did you get all of this coverage with, with no money? I said, I don't know. She said, oh, I know you're not stupid. And, she, and when- she when she said up. coverage, she's talking about like all your PR, the yeah, MTV, yeah. being on TV, all that stuff. She said, mm-hmm. who did this for you? I said, me and my brother, my friend. She said, from where? I said, the basement. She thought that was a spot? She was laughing. They, and, and, and the A&R's in the label, they were laughing too. They were like, somebody. So I'm going to pause for a second. She says, yeah. Amina, you need to make Renee an intro song. So that, that was the Danielle. Yeah. Tell, tell them what you're going to do for me, Amir. <laughs> Renee has, you know, pressured me. No, I'm messing up. Now, Renee has, uh, she, uh, I, you know, we, we got it. We got it. We got something coming. I just, we just don't want to make no corny, you know, text song about, but it's going to be, you know. I'm He's going to bring the fire to breaking into cybersecurity. I got to take care of Renee because Renee took care of me and gave me my first shot you know, in cybersecurity. So let's really be real. Let's give people their flowers and roses while they're here. So, so that's what I was leading up to that. So after all of these things were happening in my life, um, you know, I started to notice that um, when I came off of the deal uh, with Tommy Boy at the time, um, that, you know, I was supposed to be going to get in the Interscope uh, through Gene Nelson and G. Roberson. Um, and just had a, a management company called Hip Hop since 1978, known for managing guys like, Kanye, T.I., LeBron, and stuff like that. So they tried to bring me over, and he was telling me not to sign anybody. I didn't have any money coming in. I was only cutting here three days a week. My sister told me about this program and uh, for college, and she said, you can go to school for free, and they're going to pay you. I said, where? So it was a yellow ribbon program for vets. Ended up doing a yellow ribbon program, going to Fordham. You know, that's where I met Nandy in grad school, and that was a whole other story, how we yeah. met each other. And, uh, <laughs> Namdi Oswago, he's our buddy. Both of our, both of us. Yeah, yeah. So that's how high you know, school buddy for me, a mere mm-hmm. college buddy. Go ahead. So Namdi had, um, you know, when I finished undergrad, I went to grad school. I met Namdi, and I know the story. I'm still streamlining, making sure it makes sense. But uh, and um, so yeah, all of these things were just happening. But the whole time, I was still like just marching forward, trying to learn technology. I was everything that I had uh, um, uh, had had, had uh, obtained was through technology platforms that I learned how to on the user side, but I didn't know how the back end worked. So that's what made me choose computer science as a, 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 a bottom, a baseline. So then I could have a better understanding of how things work. Cause my initial, when we first spoke, I was wanted to be a software engineer. So mm. I was learning C plus plus and X, Y, Z. Now when you in classroom and then you see some of your friends on TV that you know, or people that you know, it, 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 it for real, it, it honestly, it bogs down on you. It'll, it'll, if you let it, you know, before a few minutes, you'll feel a little way. I know I did. And um, so you, I just kept pushing. Finished. Uh, I remember I went to school year round. I took a full load year round at Fordham. Uh, 
full-time student and I finished a bachelor's and a master's in under four years. So I ended up doing um, the bachelor program. Then I, they, I, they, you know, threw me immediately into uh, grad school and that's where I met Nambi. But while this is happening, I'm still doing, I'm still doing music. I'm still moving around, but I just never, when I went to class, I never said anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember a funny story. I was in school and one of the uh, basketball players, one of the girls who's from Maryland, she said, um, you look like this kid of me I seen on MTV. I said, do I? <laughs> She said, but you couldn't be him because he would never be on a campus like this. And it broke my heart. It was crazy. It it really, it I don't, it just hurt me for some reason. I was like, Yeah. What you mean he would never be? I said, I, then I, you know, my ego kicked in. I'm like, I am him. She's like, <laughs> like, no, you're not. I have a picture of him on my cell phone. Wow. Yeah, she ended up opening the phone and she put the phone next to my face and she said oh it is him you are oh i'm sorry i'm like nah that's cool so what are you doing on this campus i didn't think you ever come to a school like this i'm like so you know everybody got their job it's the perceptions i mean the reason why there's a number of reasons why you're here you know you know i love you you're awesome all that good stuff and truly to show people that cybersecurity professionals come from all types of backgrounds absolutely and your background in particular and i could kick myself for not streaming this to like instagram and facebook and everywhere else but you'll be back and i'll do it the second time and we'll do that but really really to show people especially the younger people folks that want to break into the industry this is how you do you know everybody with any kind of background can be here do this be successful Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Amir. I, I don't even want to stop you. Go ahead. It's definitely all love, man. Um, so yeah. Um, so around that time, those things were happening. It was kind of you know it, and I, I realized I was in, in hindsight, I might have been going through a humbling boot camp. You know, humble yourself boot camp because in in your head sometimes you think that you know, nah, this can't happen to me. But it was happening. I mean, it was a slow burn. Like it was burning slow. Like so, it was wasn't painful, but it was a lot of lessons in that for me. So. You know, marching forward, I didn't get another. So I didn't go to Geffen. I didn't go to Interscope. I didn't go to those other labels through these guys. And I ended up saying, let me march forward and finish grad school. Um, the deal with Tommy Boy had uh, dissolved. And so I said, okay, cool. Yeah, Tommy Boy is a record label? Yeah, Tommy Boy That's is a record label. subsidiary of Warner Brothers, yeah. Okay. And um, so... They had acts like, you know, Naughty Bot. Like, they just known for a lot of those, I won't say old school acts, but legendary. Oh, okay, okay. They had, a, and at that time, like a couple of years back, they was trying to relaunch. And Tom Silverman and his wife and Rosie were trying to learn the digital side of things. So the first deal that they gave me was the first deal of its kind because it was a 70-30 split my favor. Because of what I was doing on my own from using, you know, thank, yeah, thank you, Haley. So Haley Gibson, who's an RN, says yeah. she that we are inspiring her yeah. so much. Amir is inspiring her. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I'm just telling you my, my my truth and my story. So, and yeah, so when these things were happening, like I think the the biggest battle you fight is in your head, telling yourself you can't do it or you should you don't look like the other people that are doing it. And to be honest, to be real, being a black technologist from around the way and having the vernacular that I have, it's not necessarily the typical prototype of uh, behavior that someone would expect for somebody to be able to be able to obtain the knowledge. 
Um, Namdi's here. My brother, my brother, man. <laughs> Two of my most favorite people in life and definitely cybersecurity. Absolutely. Uh, and shout out to that man because that man yes. was a work. And shout out to you, Renee, for giving me my first opportunity when everybody was kind of acting funny. Yeah. And I'm put it in my language. It was acting real funny out here with your brother. I was like, <laughs> what? You know? So now, so now I'm going through all of this stuff and I'm like, okay, cool. I gotta put music down for a second, but I was still recording. So um I'm the I'm 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 in grad school now. I remember the first day I walked into grad school, I had a hoodie, sweats on, and a leather jacket and some boots. Brother Nam said, Let me talk to you. He put me to the <laughs> Not knowing that I had just finished undergrad a month ago. <laughs> Let me talk to you, brother. He said, Yeah, I don't really know you like that, brother. But you know, <laughs> you come in here, I know you, you might want to, you know, dress it up a little bit. And you know, I'm just giving you some advice, brother. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, people in here are execs and stuff, and they can give you opportunities. Right. In the back of my head, I'm like, who the hell are you talking to? What is this? <laughs> my ego is about immediate to mentor. That's there yeah. for you. Yeah, but no, but this is how this is how life turns. Right. So I'm like, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I'm like, nah, brother. I just finished. I just graduated a month ago. That's why you didn't see me in boot camp with you guys. I just finished undergrad in December the 15th. He's like, oh, I said, yeah. So I just, I know all of the professors. I know the dean. That's why I'm not coming to here dressed up on Saturday. And he was like, okay. So then, mind you, over the that year, we go to lunch. We link and we link in. and the friendship just grew from that. You know, I always looked up to him. You know, he had, had a, he, had, he had a ton of experience in that realm, and so. As I was exiting grad school, um, and I had a job at this company called, I think it was called, I don't even want to say the name, but whatever. So I was there for two months by pen, by pen, by working right next to Madison Square Garden at a tech company. What happens now is that I was there for two months. Nambi called me, you called me, and you said you'll have an opportunity in DC at a big company. I said, Where's it at? They showed me the, 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 you know, the package. And I said, Yeah, but that was because Nambi, Namdi thinking of me and you knowing Namdi. So um, so to me, that was very important. So it's not, you can check the boxes, but you also got to check with people. So it's just not about, you know, me, 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 me. If your people skills or your emotional IQ is not on point, you're never going to be able to excel in anything that you're doing. So just just knowing that, you it's know. So um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, you're hitting on some very, very, very important things that I tell people all the time, especially people who are coming up in the industry. Um, the emotional, the EQ is so, so, so very important. Um, and that network. I mean, all you're talking about is networking. You know how you networked in the industry, your network, what you brought, all of your transferable skills that you brought from what you were doing beforehand. So being in the military you know, going during lunch, recording, doing all that, then getting the record deals, then move, moving, proceeding, going to, getting into um, Fordham, doing the bachelor's and the master's, and you said four years? Everything all together? Mm -hmm. Under three, uh, three, like three years, honestly, like three years and eight months, three years and 10 months or something like that. That's so you got your bachelor's and your master's in three and a, three and a half years, under four on, years. And I was on the dean's list. Fire. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna let you continue. <laughs> so I gotta throw my grades in there because I thought I'm, I'm proud of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you're in DC. So Nandy calls you, tells Nandy you Nandy. connection with me. Go ahead. I know this girl named Renee. See a real hip hopper right here. <laughs> you know, I'm no, back. LL, take me back. <laughs> from John Jay, you know. Um, 
Nah, he called that's me. That's not LL. Who's that? That's, that's um, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Remember that's the, the Lost Boys. That LL had there. another one. So Renee's yeah. always in there. <laughs> yeah, always. I mean, yeah, you got to talk to the people that, you know, they named that Renee name. Renee and Keisha is definitely a go. And I, and I, uh, <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> so, so yeah. And Rodney, so, oh, I'm sorry. I just want to real quick. Rodney no, says, Rodney. plan the room properly. That's a hidden gem. And I'm glad he decided to approach you. So. I, and I know my brother, I, I'm, I'm glad he did too. Because, you know, in this world, we make up only two to 5% of the entire technology industry. And I don't yep. know if that's women included. So men of color and women of color and just women and men, period. Women and men of color. We don't make up. A, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Good. Yeah. So he don't, you know, we didn't, we didn't, um, you know, we don't make up a lot. Yep. Exactly. You better be proud of that 4.0. You got to be. said she's proud of her 4.0 too. That's as, right. As you should, as you should be, you know. And um, so I think from women and 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 men that come from my background, it's tough in this in this in this particular world because it's control. Not saying control, but the seats sometimes are not really necessarily. Um, I would say lean, 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 It don't always lean in our favor when we need it to, mm-hmm. but, but it does happen. That's the reason why we're here. So. Yep. Um, so Nandy, um, when he called me, he was like, yo, I got a job that I think you may like. It was, he said, you know, mind you, he got 10, 15 years in, you know, I'm a small fish. I just need, I just need to get on the court. I'm like, I got my basketball trunks on in my Jersey, but I never been on the floor yet. <laughs> you know, he's on the me, bench. Yeah. He's seen me in practice, pick up games. Oh, he can play. Well, let me see if he can go show him, you know, his game. Put time. him in. Put him in. Like, I know a guy. You know, warming up. Yeah, so 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 when Nandy he hit me, he was like, it's, a, it's an opportunity, but it's in DC. You know, I'm in, I'm from New York, so I was like, nah. I thought I, I had him back. So no matter of fact, man, sign me up, man. Then I spoke to you, and I'm glad and I'm thankful and I'm blessed because of that. Because without that, he, the first opportunity that I received was not through the school, it was not through career sense, it was through people. Yep. So your investment in people and in your and I mind you, if what if I had, you know, when Nandy approached me about, you know, that I had taken a different route and decided to take it and be disrespectful right we wouldn't be here today right right so there's also a level of that you knowing you know how to just really just absorb what somebody's trying to tell you and telling you yeah that's a fact so, so bb hadid hameen bb hadid <laughs> bb hameen who's amazing who mm-hmm. also was able to get an opportunity through watching this podcast and connecting with some people um mm-hmm. she says people of color have to work harder Absolutely, BB. That's a super fact, and 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 I think, and you know, and despite, and and it's weird. I'm gonna come back to that too. Watch this. So now is this thing? Yeah. So now, you know, I never told Namdi that I had been in music or nothing like that. Nobody in the class had no idea. These guys, oh, they didn't. They wasn't into the world I was in. So I do. I'm in there, you know, doing the Amir one two. The professors talking to me like we went to high school together, and they like Amir, Amir, and I'm like, and they. So I guess people realize he knows these guys. So a lot of them I had an undergrad. So mm-hmm. as we move forward, um, Nandy called me. I took the opportunity. I moved to DC. Um, you get I spoke to you and you end up putting me with SAP. I gotta say the name when it's over now. So SAP, mm-hmm. SAP NS2. Uh I was working there as a cloud security engineer, um, frontline uh, uh frontline cloud secure support engineer for two years. Great opportunity, man. It was um I remember when I was there, we had conversations, Renee. I call you with a stress bomb. You like this. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. This is it. I'm like, yeah, he thinks I'm playing with him. Do he know? Like, you know, I'm on the phone. Like, do he know? Like, <laughs> yeah, he know, 
Your ego going to overdrive. I'm like, chill out. This guy, this Relax. In this office talking to me like he don't know. But really, he didn't know. So who am I to think he know? Like, so I'm on the phone, Renee. I'm calling there. Be like, hey, man, did they do that? He's like, listen, brother, you got to, you know, this is the, what we face. And, you know, I'm like, damn, like, why? And I learned a lot. It taught me to be more strategic and not emotional, as Nambi told me before. Because mm-hmm. when I was in grad school, I was about to quit. My cousin had committed suicide. One of my, like a cousin brother, I didn't come to class for like a month. And I was already like eight, nine months in. So Nambi called me. He texted me. He said, look, bro, I know you hurt, but you better serve your family right now being strategic, not emotional. I know I sound like an asshole, excuse my language, but he said, but you need to come to class, man. And you need help on that assignment. I got you. Mm-hmm. So when people like that, invest invest in you right my job is to pay that forward because that forever changed the trajectory of my life that one little moment for him that one little five minute investment in a phone call and a conversation with me and one of my dark hours pushed me forward and brought me to another side of the light so i'm always now i I never you know i talked to the youth in the barbershop and it ran away but you you know i'm here So Hallie wants to know, hey, Hallie, I didn't even connect that it was from Z's program. So Hallie wants to know, Amir, do you talk to the youth? I'm from Brooklyn and the young um, men could use this info for inspiration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hit me up. Hit Renee. You know, we'll set it up. Yeah. The whole purpose of, so for everyone who's, you know, listening for the first time, many of you are not. The purpose of breaking into cybersecurity, when Chris Folon and I started this thing two years ago, woohoo, our birthday was the month of September. So when we started this thing two years ago, the whole goal was to connect people um, who were new in the industry to people who were trying to break into the industry. And that is what we continue to try to do. So we want to continue to bring in folks who are newer, under five years, who have been recent into the industry, moving around in the industry, and then showing the folks, especially somebody like you, Amir, with the mm-hmm. background that you have, definitely you know appealing to the youth um, and showing them, hey, this is an opportunity that any of you can get into. So you want to be, you know, you want to be a rapper, you want to be, you want to play basketball, you want to do all these different things. Cybersecurity is cool too. Like you can be in this industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we, we love to say, you know, I got multiple hustles. But how could yeah. you have a multiple hustle? Like I wouldn't put down my keyboard, right? You know, to be on the mic. I, I, and and I hate I hate that um that not not to choose, but the narrative that the world has created that you can only do one thing with your life. Right. That's not fair. That's not fair to, to how I was created. Nobody knows my purpose. If I have multiple purposes that serve one great purpose. And so be it. If I'm supposed to be a mechanic and a brain surgeon, who's to tell me you can only do one? I mean, of course, you, it's kind of tough. With well, that. there was a mechanic that was, well, he became a doctor. I don't know if it was a brain surgeon, but he was a, he's a mechanic and became, turned into a doctor. Yeah. It's, so, so I think, I think that, you know, when you're making the transitions, as brother Anthony Butler was saying, like, you don't know you're making them, but you just, I, it's like a change, you know, you change it for the better. I kind of, so it wasn't a streamlined process. I'm going to do A, to get the B right. and get the C. It was kind of like, you go here, okay, figure this out. Okay, yeah. oh, jump over, ah, figure this out. You know, it was that kind of a thing. Right. And, um, so, so Anthony Butler says, very inspiring. Me making the transition from operational support to information security to cyber has been challenging. Keep pushing and networking is key. Well, Anthony, you sound like somebody needs to be on this show. <laughs> very much so. Brother Anthony, brother Anthony, come here and talk to the people, man. Um, yeah, because 
Yeah, and um, thank you, BB. Um, because you know, and then you know, in my journey, you start to you're talking to. Uh, I had it was a um. Listen, man. I think for me, when I got to the SAPs and those companies, people like me, they were just like, "Well, why, why you don't?" Because they, they would say to me, "You don't look like you like you in tech." And in the back of my head, I'm like, "Well, you really, I don't." But <laughs> little, little do you know? And no, it's funny. I was at work one day, right, and this kid, um, he he saw me at the lunch table. He said, "Hey, man, did I see you on World Star?" <laughs> The celebrity is peeking out. It's coming no, out. No, I, it was the funniest thing ever. He said, hey, man, his name is Timothy. He said, yo, did I see you on World Star? Timothy Blount. Matter of fact, he's a, a DBA. As, as He's an essay. Timothy mm-hmm. Blount is his name. B-L-O-B-L-O-U-N-T. Timothy, I think right? I, know. I think I know. I, I actually, I sent him to you before. Remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Timothy came to the lunch table and said, hey, man, I saw you on World Star. I said, you ain't see me, man, but I'll tell him you said what's up. <laughs> <laughs> said, oh yeah tell him tell him i said what's up i said yeah i tell him man you know but it wasn't me i, t- I know him though it wasn't me it, it wasn't so me so he figured it out so um yeah man Thank comments you. in here amy so these are some folks boniface greetings from this end we don't know where you are but it sounds like it's far away amy sites says hi there hey amy um hey. Jeffrey says, I love your story. Good job and keep up the good work. Yeah. And, th- and, let's, and let's take it a step further, Renee. Check this out. Yep. So now I have you as somebody that I can call and give me that insight. I had Namdi, like two people that brought me out there. So I, I was almost blaming you guys every time somebody made me mad. Like, look, <laughs> nah, but. It was fun, man, and I definitely loved it out there. Um, a great learning learning experience working in the cloud environment. Um, SAP did a reorg in 2017, 2018. I think it was 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was part of that reorganization. They'll come back to New York. Funny thing, I took the option to leave mm-hmm. um, SAP and ended up getting a job on Wall Street. So now I left SAP, and I've been working on a cloud team at one of the big banks as an AVP on a... On, a, on like on a global team, and I was just when they gave me the package. Remember, I, I don't know if I told Namby, I called some. I don't know if it was you or Namby. I, I asked HR that they make a mistake. <laughs> I said, "Is this? Is this? This is not a. This not a mistake." And my friend was like, "Yo, shut up and take the job. <laughs> just take the job." <laughs> I looked at the money and I looked at the title. I said, "Side quick." <laughs> this is for me. It's not a mistake, right? And she was like, "No, take the." I was like, "Okay." And the next thing you know, uh, August the 6th, August the 8th, I, I, w- I walked on the Wall Street. And I remember when I got there, the first day I was there, it was just like some out of movie. And um, the lady had like a, a, I don't know what you would call, like a, a concierge at the top of the street. She looked at me and said, oh, you new here. And I said, how you know? She said, because I know everybody to come on the street. And she said, um, she said, well, have a good first day. And then I walked off the block that evening. She said, how was your first day? And I said, it was good. She said, yeah, you know, and it was just weird. So um, I just think that, um, you know, it, it, in all else, it's just not a straight path. Right. So, so, so it's not like, and sometimes you may have a plan, but just check the boxes and fill in the blanks as you go. But do have kind of a, like an outline of where you want to land at. And do think that that's important. Get, if you don't have a degree, make sure you knock down those certs. Um, and the more things you do to check the boxes for qualification, because as we know, 
there's a, I mean, even working in this executive position now and still, and funny how, as I'm in this position, working over there now, you get to see things now from a different lens mm-hmm. and you have to kind of change your mindset. So now working on frontline to being on this end, when you're dealing with risk management, compliance, and getting a bird's eye view of the ecosystem of cybersecurity within a bank right. versus working in the government. Because before I worked in the government environment, we onboarded Fed rampant. Right. Um, their applications that they use of SAP within that um, cloud environment. And um, and it was crazy. Then at night, you go home and make music. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was kind of one of those things of like, you know, um, the transition was good. And 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 um and I definitely, I'm forever humbled and thank, and thank you for giving me the opportunity and getting me that job. You and Namdi for really uh, giving me, a, like really taking it. It was a gamble for sure, but it wasn't. Well, uh, it wasn't. It was. I yeah. mean, yeah. with a cybersecurity master from Fordham and a four point that's not really that big of a gamble. It was three point six. Okay, three point six. Whatever. Three point six. <laughs> Amir, you have been phenomenal. Um, we are over thirty six minutes, and I know we could probably go another twenty, but Absolutely. we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not going to do it today. We are going to do a part two. You mm-hmm. have to come back. I'm going Absolutely. to stream to Facebook, Instagram, everywhere the kids are, TikTok, wherever I can find young people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bonus is that you will be creating my intro and outro. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and 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 and, and sidebar, I ended up getting another deal on July the 13th. I signed yes. to Pete, Pete Rock's label, True Soul. Um July and like two and a half months ago. So now, even with being in that position and still working on Wall Street and having a discipline, it's going to be a balance. I'm going to be in a fight to fight for balance. Yep. I mean, got to have more than one hustle. Yeah. So Derek Ligon said, Good story. You got to have more than one hustle. Danielle Goodwin says, Pass the torch for women is always looking for mentors, shameless advertising. So they're looking for mentors. (laughs) Um, Danielle says again, Amir, you're so well-rounded. I'm inspired. And Macman on um, YouTube says all the best. Absolutely. So Amir, you will be back. We will bring you back. You are, I mean, your life story in and of itself is just so, so interesting. And I'm so excited that you were here and available to talk to us to kick off Cybersecurity Awareness Week. We are we will um, bring on more people like you. Definitely looking for to bringing in people who are going back to our roots, or bringing in people who have had less than five years in the industry, diverse backgrounds, diversity, diversity of thought, diverse backgrounds as a whole. You know, to come on and talk to everyone about how you broke into the industry. So yeah. I cannot thank you enough for being here. And no, no. Andy and I are beyond proud of you. You already know that. Yeah, um, thank you. So thank you. It means a lot. And I definitely thank you. And thank you to everybody that joined the call. And listen, I'm all I'm easy to find. Yeah. You know, if y'all need me to come speak, hit Renee. Go ahead. You know, she'll definitely get in touch. <laughs> He put me in as a manager. He's like, him, Renee. Renee. Wink, wink. You know, if you got tech questions for me, nah, nah, I'm playing. But, um, you know, nah, I got to, I got to, I got to, you know, I got to do, I would go through you because you helped me. And in in, 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 we know how to vet. You probably know what I, you know my background more than the person calling you. So you'll probably know how to put me 
in positions, you know, while I'm with Bella Sir. Yeah. No, we Thank need to you. get you out here more in front of people who see, you. you know, especially young people that mm-hmm. little kids that are looking up and they're like, oh, they're mesmerized by hip hop, they're mesmerized by all that. And you personify, you know, that person, that kid that's smart, that still loves hip hop, still could be cool, still could be down and then and just crossed over. They don't even know that this industry is out here. They don't know where they can place their talents. And mm-hmm. because there's so much opportunity, we want to continue to get people to do that. So yes, yes, indeed. thank you for being you, sir. Thank you. And I'll tap back in. Yep. So folks. Thank you for another, for coming and participating in another episode of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. And soon I will have an out row courtesy of Amir. Yes, so yes. <laughs> right now, bye, everybody. All right. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.